When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. There's a new podcast in town that will sweep the nation. Moon, P-Jug, and Hobbs. Moon, P-Jug, and Hobbs. Welcome to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Moon. I used to be on the radio all over this country. I can't even tell you how many cities I worked in. I don't have enough fingers. Couldn't keep a job. Blood alcohol content way too high. Now, I have other issues. We'll get to those later. Uh, I'd like to introduce my team. Uh, sitting to my left is uh, my beautiful wife, P-Jug. Hey, P-Jug. Hey, it's P-Jug. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Moon, P-Jug, and Hobbs. You want to hear it again? Here we go. Moon, P-Jug, and Hobbs. And then Hobbs is going to show up a little bit later. You know, everybody needs a good sidekick. P-Jug's been with me for... I keep saying 10 years. She's thinking we've been together 12. How many? I think it's 12. You know, here's the thing. I have documentation of when I met her through a Gmail that I saved. She used to work at a place that had the weirdest name. It was called Pull Out a Plum. Pull Out a Plum Salon and Spa. What did you do there? I was a massage therapist and an esthetician. So what do estheticians do? Oh, waxing, facials. Let's uh, talk about waxing for a moment. I think people would probably be able to tell that at some point they need removal of hair. Correct? Yes. Okay, so then they make the call. And what do they order? Do they say, I want a waxing? Is there a certain name for it? Is there different kinds? Oh, there's eyebrow waxing, facial waxing, bikini waxing, Brazilian waxing, back waxing. So of I, those, which ones were the worst to do? Men's backs were pretty <laughs> hard. So when you ripped it off, did they scream? Men are kind of like babies sometimes, yes. That would be right. Okay, do men ever get bikini waxes? No, not at that, not where I worked. How about a Brazilian? Is, is, <laughs> no. is a Brazilian just for women? Just for women, at where I worked, but maybe other places do Brazilians on men. I can't imagine what that must feel like. Isn't it easier to just get a, get a trimmers out or what? You know what I'm saying? And, and <laughs> so when you are applying for this job, do they explain that that's going to be part of what you got to do each day? Um, yes, it's a, yeah, it's expected that you comply with what their services. Uh, offer. So what does it cost for something like that? Oh, uh, Brazilians probably 80, 90, a hundred dollars. Mind you, I haven't worked in the field for a while. So they 
those prices could be elevated by now. A men's back wax, probably 75 Really? I'm guessing. You know, that's one of the things. I have never had a very hairy back. You'll say that, right? You could use a back wax. <laughs> I could use a wax right now? You could if you wanted one, but you don't like pain. Do I need a Brazilian? <laughs> you do need one, but I'm not going to give you a Brazilian. <laughs> Yay. By the way, if you uh, are in the business and would like to advertise that you do indeed uh, do Brazilians over at your house or at a spa somewhere, uh, we cannot be on the. Uh, we are looking for advertisers. As a matter of fact, uh, I don't know after hearing what people have heard so far that they're going to want to spend money on this, but I, you know, they may. I listen to podcasts, I like them. And here's the reason why you get a lot of different input from a lot of different people. For me, I started my career in Nebraska, and I started in 1974 after getting the other applicants of the uh, part-time job that was available, getting them hammered before their tryout. Everclear and Coke, if I remember right, worked out pretty well. Uh, within a year, I went from doing part-time on holidays to uh, the night show, and then I got to do the morning show, and actually, uh, that was when I was a sophomore in high school. My friends used to listen to me while I was uh, you know, waking them up in the morning, Although our commute in that town of five, 6,000 people was about one minute, and that's if you were walking. And that's if you <laughs> lived clear across town. It's a small town. I'm trying to draw that picture. You know, when you're in the radio business, you don't get the opportunity to, you know, move to wherever you want to live. I mean, everybody wants to live in San Diego. Everybody wants to live in, you know, Vancouver or whatever they think is nice. Uh, well, when you have a, a cassette tape, that you mail out to 20 or 30 stations that are running an ad, you just kind of go wherever they'll hire you and pay you enough to live. Most stations didn't pay enough for any of us to live. Uh, but, you know, sometimes we had a spouse that would work. I was a farm boy, so I would do uh, radio in the morning, school in the afternoon, and farm, you know, in the evenings. So with three jobs, I made about 200 a week. It was awesome. I had a child at age 19. I got a job at a bigger radio station, an agriculture station where I got to read pork belly updates. It was fan-freaking-tastic. Worked there for five years, Grand Island, Nebraska, population 50,000. I sucked at country music. I didn't know it. I didn't like it. Eventually, after working there a number of months, there were a couple of artists that I thought were just okay. Uh, but eventually now, you know, I've kind of changed my tune, so to speak. And uh, we'll talk a lot about music on this podcast as well. Uh, and by the way, in case you've just joined us, Moon, P-Jug, and Hobbs. After that, where did I go? Omaha, Nebraska. Worked midnight to six. That's where my name became Moondog, and I had to dress up like a werewolf. Uh, lots of uh, stories about each of these radio stations. And over the course of time, I'm sure I'll share them all. Uh, Omaha, I went to Denver. Denver, I was the number one night guy in town for a long, long time. Station was sold, got fired with 23 other people. Nice city, Denver, Colorado. My favorite city almost in the United States. I went to Houston, Texas for 10 years. Ended up in Minneapolis and St. Paul with a brilliant partner named Stacy Matthews. I believe, and, and I don't know if she can even do it or if she would do it, but I think Stacy Matthews, my partner for 17 years, would uh, be a great first guest. Uh, I, I would like to thank Tom Bernard 
uh, Tom and I met through Walzer Corporation. So, uh, they sell cars, and we both did commercial endorsements for them. And guess what? Uh, Tom and I became friends instantly. We have a lot of stories to share, a lot in common. Tom does a uh, podcast with The Family uh, on this same network. Gets a lot of downloads every month. He does it Monday through Thursday. And I think uh, with this Friday broadcast, uh, he wanted somebody that was cheap. So he found me. I was out of work. <laughs> Again. Uh, I've also talked to Dave Ryan, who's a dear friend of mine forever, from KDWB. Uh, he's got a podcast. Uh, and I told him, hey, I'll be on yours if you'd be on mine, that kind of thing. So that worked out. I talked to Paul Folger the news anchor from uh, Five Eyewitness News. He's in. I've got Randy the Handyman. This guy is not just a guy that can come over and fix anything. Uh, he's also a minister, and he's got an interesting take on life. Or I could do more bad jokes. Like the other day, my wife asked me to pass her her lipstick, but I accidentally gave her a glue stick. She's still not talking to me. <laughs> I kind of like that one, too. And also, there is a uh, email address that you can write to uh, make comments on the show, whatever you want. The uh, Gmail address is moonpjughobs at gmail.com. M O O N P J U G G H O B B S. Moon, Pjug, and Hobbs at gmail.com here's the music again moon p-jug and hobbs where's hobbs Th thanks for showing up on time <laughs> tried to yeah how, how long have you and i known each other uh almost five years i would say that's a long time i just lost my father you know my dad at age 90 finally uh went home and so that's been really tough and so uh, since that time i've been pretty much intoxicated <laughs> Don't you think, PJ? Sure, intoxicated. That's the right word. Yeah. No, she's hammered right now. <laughs> <laughs> you are. What kind of wine do you drink anyway? Kirkland's? Sometimes that's Kirkland's. How much sure. does that cost a bottle? Seven ninety nine. Mm -hmm. And see, for me, I'm an alcoholic, so I don't do that. I'm a recovering alcoholic. I still have other things in my system that could be considered questionable, as this is a medical marijuana state, and I am a patient of the program. I have multiple sclerosis and have since 2005. You know, people that do podcasts have to have a lot to talk about. You know, a lot of people that have, you know, a certain subject that they may lean on a little bit. Uh, other people may look at the news. I, I don't really want to talk too much about news and stuff because it's all such a bummer for the last 18 months. Now that we're through the election, boy, wasn't that a little slice of heaven that lasted forever. Uh, you know, now that we're through that and, you know, we're getting a little bit of uh, action uh, on the COVID cure. You know, you were talking earlier about your radio career in town here. You were on for how many years? 17 years at KS95. What were some of the fun things you did, you know, while at KS95? We did a thing called Moon Blows the Hits, where I would get a kazoo. I would play a song and people would have to try to figure out what the song was. When uh, stars would come in, we would give them a kazoo and I would have them play their song on the kazoo. If you want proof, go to YouTube. You can look up Colby Calais or, you know, KS95 Moon Blows the Hits, or I don't know how it's listed on there. That was always fun. And then we would actually auction off 
the Kazoos for Charity, which was amazing. Weird Al Yankovic was a blast to work with. He allowed us to cut his hair, uh, and you've seen his hair before, and we sold some of his hair. I mean, we sold uh, Rob Thomas from Matchbox 20, drank out of a Starbucks cup, and I don't remember how much we got for that. Uh, it's Moon P. Jug and Hobbs. I have no experience doing this. I'm trying to fill, so I got to come up with stuff like bad jokes. Like today was a terrible day. My ex got hit by a bus, and I lost my job as a bus driver. <laughs> How about this? What do we want? Hearing aids. When do we want them? Hearing aids. I like that one a lot. I used to go to L.A. and, you know, go down on Sunset and, you know, go to the, the big name clubs out there. And that was fun. And great headliners. Ron White, uh, Larry the Cable Guy. Uh, but they also had people like Robin Williams, who was just amazing if you've never had the opportunity to see him. Jake Johansson, one of my favorite comedians ever. Uh, he comes to Acme Comedy Company here at least once or twice a year. Brian Regan. Another guy I've got a little bit of a relationship with. Thank you, man. Feels great. I'm feeling good. I, I actually just recently had to go to the emergency room, though, and I had some stomach virus thing. I almost called an ambulance. That's weird, even considering calling an ambulance for yourself. You call ambulances for other people, right? What are you supposed to say about yourself? Can you come get me? <laughs> yeah, I don't feel so good. Just come on and I'll be lying on the floor. Just looking at the phone going, I don't know how to do this. I don't know what to do. It was at night, so I drove myself to the emergency room. That's a nice relaxing drive. No, after you. Merge, everybody, merge. I'm only imploding. I pull up at the entrance to the emergency room. No valet parking. I mean, if that's not the biggest oversight in our solar system. If there's ever a time where you want to go, can you park this because I need to collapse immediately. But no, I'm circling around a parking lot. Can I park there? I think I'm going to die. I'm dying too. Okay, go ahead. I'll go up a couple levels. I don't care if you're driving yourself or someone else to the emergency room. You still want to get out and run in with them. Are you supposed to drop somebody off and go park a car? Okay, you go in. Tell them you're shot. Ask them if they validate. So I finally park, you know. I go in to check in. They ask the most insulting question when you check into a hospital. What seems to be the problem? Well, it seems. It seems like everything on my inside wants to be on my outside. But I'm no doctor. What kind of condescending question? So they check me into my luxurious half room. There's a curtain down the middle with a mystery patient on the other side. And he's moaning over there. Thinking, man, they're never going to help me with him moaning like that. So I got to out-moan him, you know. 
The whole floor is like a haunted choir. It's gotta be hell to work in this environment. So I'm killing time writhing. Nurse finally comes in. How are you doing tonight? I'm on a gurney. You have a painkiller or something? This is killing me. So she goes, how would you describe your pain? It's killing me. I don't know if you remember that part. Ouch. What, are we playing that pyramid game? Um, excruciating. Horrific. Would uh, rather have shards of glass in my eyes. How do I convey this to you? So she asks, how would you rate your pain? Four stars. Two enthusiastic thumbs up. She goes, how would you rate it on a scale of one to ten, with ten being the worst? Well. You know, saying a low number isn't going to help you. Oh, I'm a two. Maybe the high ones. You could get me a baby aspirin and cut it in half. Maybe a Flintstone vitamin and I'll be out of your hair. You can go tend to all the threes and fours and such. If anyone's saying such ridiculous numbers. I couldn't bring myself to say 10, though, because I had heard the worst pain a human can endure is getting the femur bone cracked in half. And I don't know if that's true, but I thought, if it is, they have exclusive rights to 10. <laughs> and now I'm thinking, what was I worried about? Is there like a femur ward at the hospital they would have heard about me and hobble into my room? Who the hell? <laughs> have the audacity! to say he was on a level 10. You know nothing about 10. Give me a sledgehammer. Let me show you what 10 is all about, Mr. Tommy A. No! No, no! How can I possibly say 10? So I thought I'll say 9, and then I thought, no, childbirth. I better not try to compete with that. And then I'm thinking, you know, it must be hell giving childbirth when your femur bones crack. <laughs> so I said, I, I guess I'm an eight. She goes, oh, okay, I'll be back. I'm like, oh, I blew it, man. I ain't getting nothing with eight. But she surprised me. She comes in, she goes, the doctor told me to give you morphine immediately. And I'm like, morphine? That's what they gave the guy in Saving Private Ryan right before he died. I'm like, Okay, I'm a, I'm a four. I'm a zero. I'm a negative 11 teen. So they gave me morphine. Wow. All I know is about 15 minutes later, just for the hell of it, I was like, I'm an eight again. Guess who's an eight? Finally checked me out. I'm walking down the hall going, say eight, say eight, say eight, say eight. Happy eight day. So not all of my contacts have uh, have burned out yet. I mean, I've been off the air for a year. My last day, last uh, broadcast was October 5th of 2019. And I decided to take some time off and go down to Florida. P. Jug and I were down there for what, three, four months? Uh, four and a half months. Four and a half months. 
Uh, we went to Destin. It's a great place to go. Um, it was nice because I had a house sitter uh, that was armed, so we didn't have to worry about anybody breaking into the house. That was good. Uh, Hobbs was in a wreck just the other day. Tell him about that, Hobbs. So you were driving down, what, 94, uh, and, and you have a big Chevy pickup truck, right? Yeah, I was heading down 94 West, just past 35 there where the new construction is, and right when it was just done snowing, I was driving home and came down a little bit of a grade there, saw some bunch of people stopping. I slammed on my brakes, just missed the guy in front of me by a centimeter, and the guy got, the guy behind me, very nice guy, just didn't stop in time and hit me pretty hard and totaled his car. Mine was still drivable, but quite a bit of damage. And I called him right away. I said, are you going to sue? You know, <laughs> like Schwabel gets in Sieben, right? And, and I'm thinking, if you're going to sue somebody... Moon, P. Jug, and Hobbs. That's just the firm right there. I'll call you guys up. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe, and Moon, P. Jug, and Hobbs. <laughs> you have any interesting stories? We used to do something on the show that was a lot of fun. Tell us that one thing about you that would allow us never to forget you. And we got incredible stories. P. Jug, do you have a story that if you told it, Somebody would never forget you. Oh, I'll work on that for the next our next visit. I love that tease. That's good. <laughs> I'll go ahead and give you just one of mine because I got a few of them. In Destin, Florida, as I was talking about earlier, I needed uh, to use the bathroom in our condo. I'm in a wheelchair, so I have to put my right arm on my wheelchair arm, lift myself up, <laughs> grab the grab bar with my left hand, so that I can get my pants down and go to the bathroom. Well, that part went just fine. So now we have to, uh, you know, get back into the chair. I have to lift myself up using my right arm on my right arm of my wheelchair and the left arm on the grab bar. You stand yourself up quickly using your right hand to pull your pants up and you jump into your chair. That almost happened. But what did indeed happen was, for some reason, my pants caught the lip of the toilet and lifted it up. I somehow slipped backward. I did not hit the water. <laughs> I wished I would have because I got lodged with my privates on the lip of the toilet. My testicles are right there on the edge of the toilet. And I sat down with my full 230 pounds with the seat, crushing my balls crushing my balls. It was absolutely terrible. And I, I couldn't even express the pain. I'm trying to tell P-Jug. I'm sitting here going, my Lord. Can I wanted to say, please call the ambulance or anything. My eyes crossed. Words wouldn't come out. I'm sure I was turning blue. And this didn't happen for five or 10 seconds. I couldn't get up. It's like two minutes of this. My service dog beginning to howl, and it had never used its voice at this point. I didn't know if security was going to come and rescue me. I didn't know if I was going to live that long. I thought for sure I was going to perish right there on the toilet, just like Elvis. I wonder if that's how he died. Anyway, uh, that's the story about me that you'll never forget. Next time you use the toilet, look at the clearance between the lid and the actual rim of the toilet. It's minuscule. I don't know how big your balls are. Mine are only this size, and I thought I was gonna die. If you've ever had something that painful happen to you, what's the most painful thing that happened? For me, I thought it was a spinal tap. 
That wasn't it. This surpassed that by a million miles. It's uh, Moon, P-Jug, and Hobbs. Are you tired of waiting for the vaccine? Wait no more. At Shots in the Butt, we not only have what you need to be virus-free, but we have shots of alcohol while you wait. No more standing in line at the pharmacy or waiting for an email from the state. Just pull up a bar stool and order your favorite beverage until one of our staff can penetrate you. And we do it in your butt, not in your arm. We've seen your booty, you're not going to feel a thing. And we'll do it with the lights on or off, whatever you prefer. And our patients are happy with shots in the butt. P-Jug here. I didn't know what to expect when I dropped my pants, but I felt just a small prick and it was over. Thanks, shots in the butt. (laughs) I wanted to get back to a more normal life. That's why I went to shots in the butt. (laughs) And you know what? They didn't even really go that deep. It was actually kind of smooth. And you'll never believe it, but the first person finished so fast, it was premature vaccination. Thanks, shots in the butt. (laughs) Shots. Shots. (laughs) Moon. Come on. Shots in the butt remind you that this vaccine can cause side effects like ugly children, infidelity, lice, and pink eye with occasional discharge from parts you didn't even know you had. Shots in the butt dot morgue. <laughs> okay, well, that was our first sponsor, Shots in the Butt. <laughs> you know, I don't know that we'll ever get another sponsor now. That was so much fun. You know, on this podcast, we're going to try to feature my friends. That's the main thing. You know, I want my friends on this podcast, like P. Jug and Hobbs. We're going to get T-shirts made, okay? And there's going to be a picture of a moon. And then right in the middle of the shirt in the chestal region, you'll have your P. Jug. And then Hobbs will be spelled H-O-B-B-S. And we're going to give those away to winners of contests on the podcast. <laughs> but we only have 4XL. <laughs> and it's a pandemic, for Christ's sakes. Everybody's gained the COVID-19 pounds. I don't know anybody that has put on weight. I mean, the good news is we all, I think, have more money in our bank accounts because we never go anywhere or do anything. You know, when, when was the last time you did something, Hobbs? I went to a couple $5 movies back in the day when there was nobody going to movies and it was pretty safe. But yeah, that's about it. A couple $5 movies. Wow. And you're a big Twins fan. Yeah, last time I went to a Twins game was spring training in March of last year. Wasn't there a player named Raleigh Fingers? Yeah, Raleigh Fingers. He had the uh, the old uh, mustache, yeah. the old curl, turly mustache. Yeah. Raleigh Fingers. Can I tell you a couple baseball stories? Absolutely. What do you got? Okay, I got two of them, and they're both about me. <laughs> because everything on this podcast is about Boone. Pizza. And Hobbs. <laughs> or just Moon. Yeah, or just Moon if I'm hogging the mic. I was playing shortstop in Little League Baseball. The batter hit a line drive straight to me. I caught it without it hitting the uh, the ground, giving us out number one. The kid that was running from second to third base nearly ran into me, so I tagged him out number two. 
Then there was a morbidly obese child that was running, <laughs> that was running from first to second, and he fell down. And I ran over and I tagged him. So I had an unassisted triple play, and that doesn't happen much in life. B. Jug, you ever had an unassisted triple play? Well, what year was that? Was that in nineteen? 19- 50? <laughs> no, I wasn't born in 50. No, this is Little League when I was a child. Yeah. It was in the, ni- was in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> so here's my favorite baseball story of all time. And it happened at my first radio station. Um, we had a trailer that the radio station was located in, in a park. And inside the park were all the baseball fields. There was the Little League fields uh, with the dugouts. And, you know, they had the fence for the backstop for the catchers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, they had the, the bigger park for the what Ruth. they call the uh, junior leagues. Junior or, league. What would happen is the uh, long left over the fence home runs mm-hmm. would break the windows at the radio station while we were broadcasting the games. <laughs> really? Right? So you can hear the crack of the bat, and the next thing you know, if it's like he's going back, 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 he's going over the fence in left field, I'd turn the mic on in the studio when it would crash through the window. <laughs> right? But Oh, but it gets better than that. Oh, this is, this is the best, okay? Our play-by-play guy's name was Mike Morrissey, and I thought he was really talented. Yeah. But he was, you know, really, uh, you're in a, in a small-town radio station, Nobody's going to hear you and notice you and move you up. Right. I don't know if, you know, whatever happened to him, but he was a really talented guy. We played a team uh, from nearby my hometown, uh, Sterling, Colorado, visited Sydney, Nebraska to play uh, Legion baseball. Mm-hmm. And uh, as the play-by-play announcer, Mike Morrissey, is saying who's coming up, right? He said, for example, John Smith's up at bat, Robert Smith is on deck, mm-hmm. and there was a player named Harold Dick. Nope, nope, yep. nope, nope. Harold Dick. I know where he's going with this. <laughs> Harry Dick is in the hole. <laughs> Harry Dick? Harry Dick is no in the hole. No way. <laughs> no, no, this player's name was Harold Dick, <laughs> and he shorted it to Harry Dick, so when he was up third, he was Harry Dick in the hole. Oh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> So I just did something that uh, my my wife Bijug was not aware of. I spent money without her knowledge. Well, you spent fifteen dollars on the fifth season of Better Call Saul, <laughs> and you felt bad about it. But we don't go anywhere or do anything, right? For the love of God. Okay, so the first four seasons are on Netflix, and I start looking around for season five. Can't find it anywhere. I go to Google, nothing. And eventually, I just go to Amazon, and I'm thinking Amazon's got everything. As a matter of fact, I believe Amazon is going to rule the world at some point. My wheelchair almost tipped over. (laughs) You know, it's really kind of cool. I want you to imagine and visualize this, okay? A lot of people on their bicycles have cup holders. On my wheelchair, I have a mic stand. (laughs) So I can keep talking, because I always said I got paid by the word. I just don't want my wife to bump my joystick. You don't want P-Jug to touch a joystick? (laughs) Tony hit my joystick. I need a beverage. A little parched? (laughs) I have cotton mouth today. (laughs) What is up with that? Have you ever had cotton mouth? I mean, when it's severe, (laughs) right? Severe, it's like you can barely talk. It's like, you know, there's been been many days, (laughs) right, when I get cotton mouth, and it feels like the Russian army marches through my mouth on my tongue with their shoes off. Stop it. 
this is our first experience doing a podcast. You can probably tell, right? But, you know, we were talking about having our friends, uh, you know, all my friends. And I would like to even have Twitter followers, you know, join us at my house. I have more people smoking cigars in my garage than you can believe. As a matter of fact, the podcast originally was going to be me and Chopper on my friend that rides a chopper, right? And we were going to do football, cigars, and other shit guys like to talk about. And that was going to be the name of the podcast. But then I realized I shouldn't say shit, so we canned that. <laughs> <laughs> the last couple of days, you know, the wife actually took the dog for a walk. Right, but that dog hasn't been outside for like six months. And, and no, not six months. And the dog, check this out. When it was twenty below, she had to go out and go to the bathroom with bare paws. Okay, I want everybody to give that a try sometime. Okay, go in your bare feet out in your front yard, and you know evacuate your bowels. <laughs> you think about it. Evacuate it was... your bowels. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, how I can't say. Can't remember. <laughs> you know, that's one thing about this podcast that I, I can have occasional slips of the tongue. When I was on the air locally, that would not have been permitted, especially anything about excrement. There was always rules about excrement, you know, and we don't need to go there, but I'm just saying. Excrement! Yeah, I used to do that during Smart and the Stacey. Find a word that's fun to say, like Nicaragua! Excrement. Nicaragua. <laughs> Nicaragua. If you want to write the show, by the way, we do have a, uh, a Gmail address. It's moon. Pjug. Hobbs at gmail.com. Moon. Pjug Hobbs at uh, gmail.com. Two G's, two B's. Two G's, two B's. Moon, Pjug, and Hobbs. Whenever we have a lull in the action on the Moon, Pjug, and Hobbs podcast you're gonna get a joke a blind woman tells her boyfriend that she's seeing someone else <laughs> that's either that's either terrible news or really great news okay is that awful that's just awful you think that's bad my girlfriend dumped me so i stole her wheelchair guess who came crawling back <laughs> good to be with you again mr moon how you doing hobbs yeah <laughs> i'm not hobbs Moon, P-Jug, and Hobbs. Moon, P-Jug, and Hobbs. Hobbs. Yeah, All my right. wife is P-Jug, but she may not always be my wife. <laughs> what? Wow, what a, what a way to open up the show. First break. P-Jug will be back later. So uh, we used to work together. Okay, there's too much chitter-chatter for me, and I need uh, opposite viewpoints. My wife agrees with me too much. You and I don't agree on anything. That's true. Right? Very seldom, except for food. Except for food, which she brought brownies today. And I said, are they special brownies or are they regular brownies? I got asked that question a couple times when I arrived. Well, they tasted fantastic. Thank you. But I'm not numb in the brain. so no. I don't... <laughs> Well, I need to keep you sharp. That's why I was jacking you up on sugar and chocolate. I remember when I was in Las Vegas working at a radio station there. I was miserable. It was KMZQ, Classy 100. Why hire a guy named Moon? Classy. Yeah, why hire a guy named Was Moon? it Classy with a K? Yeah. <laughs> classy that. with a K. And I did not fit. As a matter of fact, on my very first day at the radio station, um, I had waited three months for a female partner, and I lived at the Sahara Casino. 
That's where I actually lived. All my meals came from room service. Uh, it was all on a trade. And so I would have to walk by with my paycheck next to all the tables. And, you know, as a guy with a very dangerous uh, compulsive behavior issues, you know, that was scary. Uh, But, you know, we couldn't find the perfect female partner. Uh, I didn't know Hobbs at that point or P-Jug. I ended up with this woman named Judy. She was very Christian. She was very uh, hardworking. She was lovely, Mm -hmm. wonderful person. Uh, and when I told her she was going to be my partner, I said, just trust me. We're going to do some things that you probably aren't going to approve of, but let's just roll with it. So on the first day, I got the number off of a cab um, that showed a hairdressing salon where the women wore no tops. Uh, it was called A Little Off the Top. Okay. Okay. That's kind of brilliant, though. Yeah, it was fantastic. So I went and got six of their stylists. And I offered men free haircuts on Flamingo Boulevard at like six in the morning. We had a line that was over a mile and a half long. Oh, my God. And our general manager couldn't get into the parking lot. He was furious. (laughs) And this was on a station that played, you know, music that was a little softer. Right. And so anyway. So you you took a break from Hall & Oates to bring in in the girls from a little off the top? That's right. Michael Bolton, no more. (laughs) When a man loves a woman, go on, Michael. And so uh, it just caused a huge scene. And uh, the police had to be called because of the traffic-related issues. And, you know, eventually pictures showing up in the newspaper and things like that. My general manager is like, you cannot do that on this type of a station. You need to ask permission. Before you start doing your stuff. Fast forward, I don't know how many years, a couple decades. P-Jug and I are out uh, at in Las Vegas and we're going to get married. Yeah. And I'm in a wheelchair, so I have to have a wheelchair cab. I call this company and get a wheelchair cab. And the guy was very friendly and very accommodating. And as he's driving us from uh, McCarran International Airport to go down to the Clark County Courthouse, which I'd been in a number of times for different things. <laughs> this time for marriage. <laughs> this time for marriage. This, this time unescorted by men wearing blue. <laughs> That's right. And so anyway, as we're going down there, he takes a longer route. And I say to him, I say, for the love of God, you're going the wrong way. And I told him a better way. He says, you know your way around Las Vegas? So he used to live here. And he goes, really? Well, what'd you do while you were here? I said, I worked on a radio station. Which one? I said, Classy 100.5. He's like, really? He said, oh, my God, I used to listen to that. What was your name? I said, Moon. It was Moon and Judy kicking booty. Okay, so. (laughs) The names. (laughs) So, anyway, I said, I'll never forget, on my very first day on KMZQ Classy 100.5, I got all these hairdressers to come in from a little off the top, caused a huge, huge traffic ordeal, and, uh, his eyes, as I'm telling this story, get bigger and bigger. And he's like, dude, I was standing in that line to oh get my, my hair cut. This same cab driver from two decades earlier. It must have made an impact. You know, you really, you know, in radio, they talk about reach. Yep. That was some reach. I was reaching for it. Yeah, you were. Well, how about that story in Mexico when you were with your friend? My best friend had leukemia. Right. And uh, so he and I would travel a lot before, you know, we knew he was going to check out of the Hotel California or whatever. We go on a cruise. We go down to the islands. There's a certain island featuring naked beaches where, you know, uh, you could go and and take off all your clothing, clothing optional. 
Uh, or there was down the road, one of the best snorkel beaches in the whole United States. And so my friend says, I know where I want to go. And I said, dude, we can go to a men's club anywhere and see that. But some of these, you know, these uh, reefs and these uh, different pieces of coral, you can't find them anywhere in the world. This is the place we need to go. So we take off. And when we get to the beach, three very tall, lanky, blonde European women with no tops on. Uh, we're down the beach under a little umbrella. Well, here comes my friend headed right towards him. They get out and get into the water. He follows them into the water like the pervy was. Then uh, as they're out having a conversation, he has his little snorkel and his fins aimed right at him. I'm thinking, uh, God, they're going to see you and they're going to get out of the water, right? And this is not going to, you know, you're not going to be able to see anything. As he did get close enough, the three European ladies did leave the water. They went and put their tops back on, dried off, and off they left. And he starts yelling at me, moon, moon. And I'm thinking, they're not going to get back in, so don't worry about it. But he, he was persistent. I got in the water. I went out in the ocean right where he was. I'm like, what? And he goes, there's money floating around all over in the ocean. And I looked, and there were. There were American currency floating everywhere. So we're grabbing it, just scooping it up fast as we could well we get back into the beach we go into a little uh, shower hut and we go into a uh, uh, a stall in the men's room together which i'm sure when people looked when people looked underneath and they saw the four feet there they were wondering what the hell was going on <laughs> and so anyway we're counting the money and we come up with 487 dollars which is pretty good for floating around in the ocean. And uh, we go out, we buy a virgin pina colada. We were both members of Alcoholics Anonymous. And we bought a couple of uh, hats that were tied for us, made out of uh, uh, palm by some kids that were there, you know, tying hats for people, 20 bucks a hit. And then uh, we bought a couple of $13 cheeseburgers. So we were thinking this is the best day ever, finding $487 floating in the ocean. Uh, and we then heard a woman crying. She was very distraught. And her problem was that her husband had been swimming and lost his money clip in the ocean. Okay. <laughs> true so, story. True story. True story. So I'm thinking, oh, my God, we have a moral dilemma. There's a why in the road. Which are we going to take? Are we going to go down the route of honesty and integrity or are we going to go have some fun, right? So I'm thinking, oh, crap, we got, we got to do the right thing. So we went up to her and we said, you know, we heard you uh, lost your money clip. And where was your husband swimming? He pointed, she pointed right where he was, right where we picked up the cash. And all of a sudden, a morbidly obese man. I mean, he is huge, right? And he's all sweaty, right? He's all sweaty and hot. He comes up and approaches me, and he's like, oh, my God, my wife told me you found my money, and he starts, like, hugging me. And he's, like, really drippy with sweat. It's the Caribbean, right? Gross. And I'm thinking, okay, we're out of here. He gave us each a $100 bill as a reward, and we split, and I could have been happier until we got back on the ship and found out he was on the same ship and he had the same alcohol content in his blood every day, usually like a 0.4, right? And he would always slobber on me and hug me with his sweatiness. It was terrible. So if you ever see money in the ocean, swim the other way.
It's Moon, P. Jug, and Hobbs. Uh, we already talked to P. Jug a little bit ago. Hobbs, I want to talk to you about one of your favorite YouTube channels. Isn't it The Bitter Baker? Oh, yeah. Tell us about what that is. Well, it's uh, it is one of my favorites because it's mine. Okay, I know, and I and I have a uh, hundred adoring fans. I think I have one hundred and thirty seven subscribers. I'm trying to work on that, but yeah, it's a comedy sketch, um, uh, short films, short videos, really that I do. It's basically me baking and you know bitching about stuff. And, and you search for that on YouTube by looking for Hobbs. No, right? you don't. <laughs> what do you look for then? The Bitter Baker or oh. Tiffany Norton. Okay, or Hobbs. Or, yeah. I don't <laughs> think you'll find it about if you if you search Hobbs, you're going to get Calvin and Hobbs. You're going to get the the little the cartoon of the little kid peeing on you know peeing. Well, that's... you know what I'm talking about. Everybody has it on the back of their truck. Those little white ones. This all ties together. I mean, I when I tried to explain the concept of my idea for a podcast, she was doubtful. Now I think she's into it with Moon, P. Jug, and Hobbs. It's 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 a delightful idea, <laughs> and I will P- leave it at that. And here's the thing: when you listen next week, Hobbs could be somebody totally different. I don't know why. There's no reason not to, is what I'm saying. And by the way, you should like this podcast and share this podcast. Yes. Because if you don't, this thing's over. Yeah. Because if you think I'm going to stay, Hobbs will be out of a job. <laughs> if you think that I'm going to, if there's five views a week, I'm not going to spend my time. So hurry up and share and like this thing. Uh, and then search for me on Facebook, Moon Afternoons, plural. There's a lot of stuff on there. Some of very emotional. Oh, you're talking about your Facebook page. I thought you yeah. had like a real, like a website, like a real. Not yet. No. Nobody will do that for me. You're just going to wait. You're going to wait until your career takes off. Right. He's our like tech guy or our special tech. See, guy. anybody who's thinking about wanting to be a part of this podcast, know that it does not come without you getting tasked with something. <laughs> That's right. You can come and be on here, but you also have to maybe install some vinyl siding I... or <laughs> something else. You know, for me, I haven't done anything in a year and a half. Nothing. I am the laziest human that has ever uh, sat in a wheelchair. I don't even move my wheelchair. Right. <laughs> And it's electric. I, I always wondered, how do those guys with the, you know, the roll them yourself wheelchairs do it? I'm thinking, oh, my God. And then I'm on a, another podcast with these two guys with no legs. You know Charlie, don't you? I don't know Charlie, but I know Mark. Oh, Mark, yeah. Mark's the one who I introduced you to him, yeah. Yeah, Disability Minnesota on yeah. YouTube. Really good guy. We play smarter than a fat guy in a wheelchair. Last week I said, okay. Whoever loses has to walk home. Oh, and I'm thinking, boo. oh, wait a minute. None of us is going to walk. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that's the kind of humor you get on that, uh, which is better than the humor you've had here so far. There's a possible hotel. We talked about this off uh, mic. That's going to be built in outer space. And it yes. looks like some kind of a, almost like a wheel or something. Yeah. It looks, if you are familiar with the movie Elysium that had Matt Damon in it, it looks just like that. It's circular. It's a hotel. It's going to open in 2027, they're saying. And it's a Californian company called the Gateway Foundation. And uh, yeah, it's supposed to be a cruise ship style hotel that you can, that floats above Earth's atmosphere. And it's at low, I mean, it's still high, but it's low atmosphere. It's not out there, out there. You know, I wonder if that's going to be on Airbnb. You know what I mean? Right. Can you go to Airbnb and book an outer space hotel? And I mean, what would that be like? I mean, think about, I suppose it would be very cool to be in outer space. Now, you didn't know this, but one of my friends is an astronaut. You need to Google him. His name is Colonel Chris Hadfield. He's a Canadian. That sounds like a colonel. Yep. Chris Hadfield. Chris Hadfield. Colonel. 
Yep, he was from uh, Canada. Uh, I met him down in Houston, Texas. His wife used to listen to our radio show. Her name was Helena. Okay. Right? And she would call. And, you know, one time uh, she invited me to go to a bar where her uh, husband was playing in a cover band that just did Jimmy Buffett songs. She knew I'm a Buffett fan. And so I go out to Clear Lake, Texas, off the, you know, the bay, Gulf of Mexico, that yeah. way. And when I get there, this band sounds pretty damn good. I'm thinking, cool, because I like Buffett songs. Turns out all six of them are NASA astronauts that work at the Johnson Space Center right down the road. Okay? I did the voices uh, for the outgoing messages at Space Center Houston. Did you really? Yes. So what would happen is you'd call Space Center Houston. I'd say, thanks for calling Space Center Houston. For an astronaut, dial two. For Tang, dial four. Or whatever it was. I was going to say, that's not a real phone tree. You can't just call an astronaut. No. You can't just just hit a button and get an astronaut. Yeah, so... Anyway, what does I this did... have to do with a space hotel? Anyway. <laughs> well, we're going to get okay, there. Okay. He was what's called the Capcom, which is the capsule commander, where when you would listen to one of the play-by-plays of one of the astronauts you know, entering uh, Earth's atmosphere and landing in the oh, ocean. Yeah. yeah, when they're he... communicating with, with uh, Houston and that. Yeah, and he would be the guy that would tell them what to do in the ship because he'd okay. flown it three times himself. He let me wake him up on, the, uh, on a space shuttle. Would you short sheet him? Like, you just, would, you, would, you, would, you, would you lick no. your finger and put it in his ear? How did you wake him up? No, they have radio communication up there, and they used our radio station's morning show to wake up the astronauts okay. one, one morning. Okay. And I played Peter Schilling, I think Major Tom, something like yeah. that. And uh, it was kind of fun. And he took a guitar out in outer space. As a matter of fact, look him up on YouTube, uh, Chris Hadfield, and look up Major Tom. This guy is flying in outer space uh, in the International Space Station, and he has, I believe, like 17 million views. It's really kind of cool. So I'll never get that many views. And this guy got to fly his own military planes. Well, yeah, if you can fly, a, if you can fly a spaceship, yeah, you can fly a plane. They I would, would assume they would take him uh, and give him like an F-14, and he'd fly back home to Canada yeah. on the weekends or yeah, whatever. Just, wait a minute. Is this how our government is allocating dollars? You can just borrow an F-14. You can just press two to get an astronaut. <laughs> and then you can, what, push three to get yourself an F-14 for Perfect. the weekend? Where yeah. do you land it? I don't know. Where do you land it in, in Canada? I suppose anywhere. There's nothing up there. And if you're on your way to the space hotel with an F-14, where do you land? Yeah, where do you where do you park that? I mean, is there a valet? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Maybe you could be the voice of the space hotel. Uh, that would be great. Uh, what's the name of the place? Do we know what it is? Oh, they called it. Well, what are they called you can it? Find I got it. the I got the thing here. Yeah, and you know, thinking about you know uh, Bellman, you know, they're coming out to your spaceship to get your bags. Yeah, Voyager Station. Voyager Station. Is it, what's the cost per night at a room? They do not say. Do they have accessible rooms? I do not see if it's handy. They do not say if it's handicap accessible, but it is weightless. You got weightlessness. The worst part of the uh, pandemic is no football. Okay, so we started with plenty of football during the pandemic. Didn't care that there was a pandemic. I had football. Now, look, nothing. Although the season ended in the NFL the way I wanted it to with Tom Brady. Ugh. I love that man. I've always respected him. P. Jug, my wife, and I have multiple conversations about the dislike of Tom Brady. Okay, the reason people don't like him is because he wins and beats their team repeatedly. And he sets all the records. I mean... When you listen to the man speak, he's a humble man. He realizes he's not uh, 
the whole team. If he doesn't have a great offensive line and a great coach, running backs, receivers, you have right. to have everything in place to win in the NFL. Brady just instructs the team what to do each play. But that's why people – he is absolutely – yeah. One of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. But yep. why does he get to be that and gorgeous and have a gorgeous wife? And like, what did he save? Like an orphanage of like <laughs> small children in a past life, like sure. from a fire. Like what, why does this guy's karma so much better than ours? I loved it when somebody asked him the other day, hey, wait, you hold all the records in the NFL. Why aren't you paid more than Patrick Mahomes? Yeah. Who has the biggest NFL contract in history, I believe. Right? And uh, Brady just looked at the report and said, my wife makes totally way more than I do. I don't care what I get paid. I just do it for fun. That's what he does. What's her, what's her name? Uh, uh, Giselle. Giselle. Yeah. She makes like 10 times what Tom Brady makes. Does she? Yes. And, but now think about it. There's some certain pieces of merchandise which bring... She yeah, I think she's making like 50 mil a year. I can't be a model or a football player. This oh, sucks. Uh, I'll tell you what. I was a model in a couple of... Uh, charity events which was kind of funny you know and i was hoping that the people there were visually impaired yeah that's the charity you want not visually impaired visually visually impaired, impaired. we'll get to the fissure thing later oh god don't even don't even go down that path yeah. well moving it looks like there's a guy who's a, as big of a tom brady fan as you are yeah. james park the uh, ceo and co-founder of fitbit a okay. thing you're not familiar with absolutely not um <laughs> Just bought Tom Brady's rookie card for $1.3 million. Really? $1.3 million? Yep. It's God. the highest record. It's the highest recorded price ever paid for a football card. Well, you know, if you've got that kind of money. Now, who is the richest guy on the planet now? Is it still uh, Elon Musk? Probably. I think it's Elon Musk. The stock dipped the last couple of weeks. Yeah. So I think we're back to Jeff Bezos. Yeah. They just launched a whole bunch of satellites. Uh, and you I know, think one of them crashed. Oh, yeah. You know, what is that? SpaceX? Yeah. Uh, Elon Musk has a lot of interesting ideas. Yeah. You know? He's also terrifying to me because he seems like a super villain in any movie. Like he, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because oh, yeah. he's got the power. He's got the money. He controls all the technology. Oh, yeah. If he just decides, like, you know what? Humanity can't save itself. I'm just going to wipe us all out like Thanos and Avengers. And it's like, no. Do you watch the show Big Sky on ABC? No, I've heard of it. Is it good? Oh, my God. It is so good. It's about a truck driver that abducts young women for sex slaves and human trafficking. Well, how did we get to that? No, no. How did we get from Elon Musk to that? <laughs> Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom, it wasn't Tom Brady. He abducts. <laughs> Listen in, children. Come close. Elon and Tom are abducting women. Yeah. On, a, on ABC. Yeah, they're pretending, to be, they're pretending to be truck drivers. Yeah. It's a great show. But what uh, I was trying to get was in a Big Sky, one of Elon Musk's uh, Teslas oh. was used in a very dramatic scene that would completely freak you out. Okay. Breaking bad Ozark bloody murder kind of really? freak you out. On ABC, it's at nine o'clock on Tuesday nights. We watch it right after This Is Us. Which is oh, not so you have the nice happy heartwarming <laughs> thing, and it's like, and then murder. We've reached the end of the first uh, Moon P. Jug and Hobbs podcast. We hope you've enjoyed yourself and that it was a total waste of time for you, right? Because people need more wastes of time. Yes, and space. Yep, and less productive. Next week, Tom Brady will be on the show. He sure will. With Elon Musk and a couple of underage girls who look like they're <laughs> a little off. Oh my god. <laughs> 
<laughs> right? And, oh, my God. And then this is weird. Now, uh, Hobbs, don't you participate in uh, not just The Bitter Baker on YouTube, but uh, stand-up comedy? You do yes. Stand- where, where can people see you anytime soon? Well, you know, with the pandemic, everything's been pretty shut down. I'm starting to have some some gigs booked throughout the summer and that. Um, I think actually the next thing I'm doing is I'm going to Fargo in April. Really? Uh, doing a theater up there. But I don't have a lot of stuff going uh, on the books in the cities right now. And I mean, it's just been terrible because we need attention. And it's just sad when you just see comics out trying to do shows in a park. It's yeah. like, no, these people want to play with their kids. They don't want to hear your dick jokes. Sure. Like, you don't have to. It's desperate times. Is isn't in Fargo legal weed now? I think it is. North, North Dakota? I think North so, yeah. North Dakota. Yeah, I Don't. think so. Why? You want to place an order? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're saying people are uh, leaving the state not just to get weed because they're going to Michigan, Colorado, now the Dakotas or whatever, uh, but they're going to get vaccines yeah. in different states. Yeah, did you hear that about that story a couple of weeks ago? There was uh, these, this couple that was in Canada, and they're very wealthy. And they flew into this small town and basically lied and said they worked at this local hotel so that they could get vaccinated. And the vaccines they took were intended for this group of Native American elders. Whoa. Yeah. And they found out about it and they, you know, they, they caught the people and everything. But I mean, I'm you're oh my God, you you're gonna have bad karma for I don't know how many lifetimes. Oh, no, you you're can't stealing do that. it from the from the American Native American elders. Did you know my mother's name was Whitefoot? No. Yep. Everybody thought she was Native American, but I think she was just a, from a really drunken German family. <laughs> <laughs> what do we call him? We call him Whitefoot. <laughs> right? <laughs> Nothing affiliated. Yeah. Well, and, and I tried to do like one of those Ancestry.coms to find out what the whole Whitefoot thing was. Yeah. Never did work out. No. Nope. I, nope, I could have paid. A, just, if, just from a group of people that don't have very creative naming. That's abilities. right. It's sad because anybody can do a podcast. Uh, and some people are doing them that are just vulgar and icky and gross. And we hope to reach that level one day. <laughs> right. But uh, right now we're starting kind of tame. We don't want to scare anybody off. I mean, my radio station career, I mean, we couldn't use cuss words. We couldn't say things that were too far out there because it was supposed to be mass appeal. Right. Here we're more ass appeal. <laughs> We're starting to wrap everything up, putting stuff in boxes. We are going to do this on video as well on Facebook Live and other sources. Uh, it's just that, you know, since we're just getting started, we don't know mm-hmm. if it's worth buying more equipment or not because the stuff's not cheap. It's time to end the podcast. It's time to shut off the mics. It's time to end the podcast and get a thousand likes. You need to share this podcast with friends in cars or bikes. It's time to end the podcast and get a thousand likes. Why do you always listen? I guess we'll never know. A fat guy in a wheelchair. What the f*** does he know? It's time to end the podcast. It's time to get some likes. Go to your computer, type it in, and you're going to win. We are out of lyrics in Boopy Jug and Hobbs.